Hi there. <laughs> I'm Mike Morales. You are listening and watching the Shipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media on all of our channels. I'm here in sweltering San Antonio. That gentleman out there is Jim Johnston in Youngstown, Ohio. Jim and I have been pleasantly surprised. We have uh, we have gone through just about the entire line of Los Arango tequila. Now this is a this is one that has uh, distribution all across the United States, including Ohio, where Jim is. And um, it, this one's been a long time coming because uh, we've we've had some mix-ups with 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 the bottles. Uh, some were sent to Jim, some were not sent to Jim, some were sent to me, some were not. To, but anyway, they're all here. Uh, just be careful, folks, when you when you do order online. <laughs> this cap is is um, not wood; it's a screw top, and it's it's a uh, hard plastic, but it, it can chip on you. Um, what this looks like too is the distillery itself is known for these huge fermentation or reposado vats, and that's what they're representing here um, with this tequila. So um, we're just gonna. If you've been watching the whole line with us, great. If not, if this is if you're just joining us, we're gonna we're gonna taste the juice first. Then we're gonna tell you all about it. I'm gonna pour mine in my Glencairn. Um, we we have very minimal information on on the brand itself, except that the Blanco uh, won a double gold medal at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition in 2020. This year, right before it hit the fan. <laughs> uh, if you're if you're watching this, uh, I'm not sure where we're where this is going to be, um, uh, uh, how late in the year this is going to premiere. But uh, right now we are currently um, quarantining in place, and and we've been quarantining in place since 1999, folks. This is nothing new for us. Okay? <laughs> just, the faces have changed, but the 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 the, the premise is still the same. Um, Lighter color than the anejo. That's very, very light. The Añejo had a beautiful whiskey scotch color to it. Very deep golden, yeah. Yeah, this one is like a pale straw color. Right. And we flipped over the Blanco. The Blanco, uh, for those of you who, who know what we're talking about, this particular distillery is where they make Coralejo. Uh, this is the, this is the, Coralejo is a flagship brand. This is the, the, the more of the top line for that distillery, Los Arango, which is named after, uh, it's named after Pancho Villa. That was his actual real name. Um, beautiful legs and tears. Nice, nice little yeah. string of pearls there, man. Uh, but it's very pale. We they, it doesn't give us. Uh, it, all we know is they're telling us it's they're being aged in American oak barrels. However, that añejo had a very scotch forward nose. It, it was really weird. Uh, I got like all three things going on there. It was like bourbon. The aroma was bourbon. The The flavor was was very reminiscent of a whiskey. And yet it once it went through the entire palate, it, and the more it opened up, the more it behaved like a scotch. Yeah, so, very much. Which, which I, we, we liked it. We, we thought yes. it, and I'm guessing just by the color. I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this totally in terms of the barrel. This is not going to have as much of that barrel characteristic to give it that really heavy whiskey flavor and character 
I do think this is going to have a little bit more tequila to it than the Anejo, but. Yeah. Um, I'm, well, it's pretty to look at. So let's. Okay. I'm still getting, I'm still getting some, some char. A little, but right not, not nearly as much. Right. Right off the top. What I want to know is if it plays nice. Now I'm getting some anise on the side of, of the, just a hint. I want to know if the Blanco is playing nice with the barrel. That's what I want to know. Right. Because, you know, depending on the master distiller, depending on the market they're going for, they might want to attract more oak heads. As There's we call the alcohol it. head. The alcohol head, yeah. Um, you know, they may, be, they may be trying to attract folks who are drinking scotch and bourbon and whiskey and trying to bring them all into the, into the fold to try them. And, and that's okay. They've been doing that since the 60s. I like, I'm getting more anise as it's opening up. I'm getting less barrel now. Yeah. Because that barrel right up the top, right? Just as. Yeah, but like the Anejo, after you give it a minute to open up, it, it starts to blend in with its surroundings and it, it becomes a nice background to everything else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's way more subtle. The, the, I was surprised that the Anejo was, was really, that smoke was in your face. Almost and like I'm a, picking oh. up more of. On the Blanco, we had the very peppery flavor. I'm picking the pepper up in the nose now more okay. than I have on the other two. See, I'm getting the the, the anise, the licorice, uh, to the side of, and I'm getting it on this side. You'll you'll see me turn from left brain to right brain, uh, and breathing through my uh, in with my mouth open. Again, valid techniques, folks. You can actually taste this before you even ingest it. So, oh yeah. It's got a hint of that hint of that scotch that we got in the Anejo. I'm kind of actually, I'm really glad that we went out of order. Yeah. When we taste that, it. gives us a real good idea of what we might get here. Yeah. How this Blanco made its way through all that time. What did you say to me when we went through that Doers? You said that this is this smells like hay or clover. Yeah, remember it's, you said that to me. It smells like it, it. It smells like the 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 flora that's growing around where the source of the water and the source of the peat is from. Because when you put the cereal grains that go into Scotch whiskey in there, they're picking up the same pollen and the same yeast and all of the same elements that are out there. And you get that kind of hayfield clover sweetness on there. Um, it really depends on how the scotch is treated after that. But this has that same characteristic, which you said something in, in when you were talking about they use a proprietary yeast. Yes. If they're using something that's picking up the other flora around it, even with the agave, it's going to have that clover smell. It's like having local honey. It tastes different here than it would down there. I think this is probably what it smells like around if you had a really good nose for what the fields smell like around the agave fields, I bet it's close. 
Well, um, to be fair, uh, the the uh, here's what I'm going to tell what I know of the distillery. It's the only distillery in Guanajuato. It's been there for a long, long time. Uh, in the past, Coralejo, the flagship brand, uh, was known for being unstable. Uh, there was a time uh, in in the previous agave shortage, not this one that we're in now uh, here in, in 2020 that's been going on for about two and a half, almost three years now, probably longer than 2017, I believe. Um, the one prior to that, they were, they were known for having, uh, the flavor profile was unstable. The rumor was that they were using agave that was outside of the denomination of origin in, in neighboring states or outside of the boundaries of Guanajuato. Um, and there was a, there were times where they were, Coralejo was actually a mixed dough, but they were, they were presenting it as, as a full blown, uh, 100% because of that, you know, so, so what the agave smells like and what it tastes like, I, I'm not sure. I, I know, I know for instance, uh, that the, the agave and Tamaulipas, um, uh, according to to Herman Gonzalez, he would he he liked to use an 80-20 blend when he was making Chinaco. He wanted to use 80% agave from from the highlands, but he would throw in 20% agave from Tamaulipas because of the flavor profile. I'm not sure if they're getting all all of this agave here from Guanajuato, but they're using if they're growing their own, they they're using a proprietary yeast that they that that um, comes from their own agave. Right. wherever they're sourcing that so but i i like i like the nose on this it's much more subtle than the than the uh Añejo was right but i think we we got to taste it let's yep. just dive in and go and <clears throat> old barrel you get that little bit of oak Oak tannin right on the front. It's got that pepper back. The peppers travel to the back. I'm guessing that the char on the barrels they're using for the Anejo is a much higher level, maybe a four than this one. This one's maybe a two because you get very fresh wood tannin notes in there that that is not a barrel with heavy char. There's, there's enough to give it that little hint on the nose, but this is oak tannin and the peppers in the back. This is mimicking whiskey. This is like a younger whiskey where the Anejo is like an older scotch. Right, right, right. Exactly. And are you picking up a little bit of, of that vegetal now more in the front and, and a little bit on the sides, a little little tart, maybe a little even to bitter? What I'm getting is is a little bit of the bitterness. Uh, what I'm what I'm noticing most is the rear of my palate, where I'm getting the pepper that the Blanco had. Blanco had the pepper almost right here, like the, the beginning yeah. of your lips. It bang. Yeah. And then uh, I see to, for me, the first intake was sweet. And then the pepper just exploded, you know. I, I was getting the anise smell in the in the nose. I'm not getting it so much on the on the palate right now, and I probably should have rinsed in between 
in between sets. But what I'm going to do is, again, we're I'm going to pour some in my hand. We're, we're just going to diffuse it in our hands like we're using hand sanitizer, boys and girls. <laughs> and first we get the alcohol up front. Yep. Diffuse it in your hands. So hopefully you're not wearing perfume. If you're doing this with us at home, you know, don't use perfume or cologne. Much more subtle on the wood than the yep. was. And now I don't get any of the smoke. The char. Yeah, and I'm not getting so sticky either. You right. know, so was, that that tells me that Anejo picked up a lot of the wood glycerin yeah. in the time it's been. Uh, what we know from the press release is that this is a double distilled Blanco, uh, that they're hopefully that's the base uh, alcohol that they're using for this tequila for this whole line. And it's a it's double distilled in 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 column stills, which I'm familiar that the I, I know that that distillery has. But it's you know it's very clean though. There's, there's no you know the 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 char was so prominent in the añejo that it was almost overwhelming, and it stuck to my hands almost. Yeah. As, and even off camera, I was I was telling Jim, you know, this is really the more I let it open up, the more I let it sit there, the more it reacts like that, like the doers, I like a, like the scotch that we. The tasting that, that Jim and I did with with illegal smooth, very reminiscent. That's why I asked him about the the clover and the honey because I I'm not sure where the terrain is, or even if this distillery is sourcing all their agave from Guanajuato or other regions. I'm not sure. Uh, there's a, you know when when you double distill in a in a column still, um, it it smooths out edges, uh, and if they're you know, if the if the agave is a bit gamey to start with, and and they're using proprietary yeast uh, to bring those those flavors out, then then definitely the the column still is going to smooth out the edges like it would with a rum. Right. You know, you stick it in the barrel. Uh, let's give you the particulars on this, and and um, just so so y'all know what we're talking about here. Uh, Los Arango is is named after Pancho Villa. Um, this is coming out of Nome 1368. It is the, uh, uh, the, it's produced and bottled by Tequilera Corralejo in Guanajuato, in Benjamo, Guanajuato. Uh, this distillery is known to have a diffuser. And there is a stigma attached to tequilas that are produced at distilleries known to have diffusers. And I was telling Jim off camera, I have had tequilas that were produced at other distilleries known to have diffusers where their brand is not, is not reacting and acting like a diffuser tequila. And the reason I say that is because I have a whole bunch of diffuser tequilas that are on the market right now. I have a whole library full of them. I do that to keep myself informed as to what the new technology is all about. Because you can rest assured that they're, they're going to come up with flavor enhancers, aroma enhancers, um, some of the biggest perfume and uh, scent companies, aroma companies have um, have headquarters in Mexico City for a particular reason. They Their biggest clients are the tequila industry. Um, and I know that. So, but I'm going to, I'm going to say, Jim, that 
they're using the Blanco tequila. I didn't want to like this. I, I, yeah, I, just, I don't think this is definitely not diffuser. No. Um, and I think this Reposado is the natural step from the Blanco to the Añejo. That, that you can actually tell that this flavor is changing with the time it spends in the barrel and, and developing over that period of time. And I think this is a whiskey drinker's tequila. I do too. I think, I think that they're whiskey and scotch. Yeah, because uh, of the way the añejo reacts, I think that's the the crowd they're going after. They're going, they're, they, you know, they're, it, they're pinpointing that crowd. But by the same token, with that blanco, that blanco has a lot of character. Oh yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. and so maybe what's going on is they're going to capture, they're going to capture, you know, the 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 oakheads and the whiskey people and the bourbon guys, and and the scotch guys. But by the same token, they're not going. They're not losing their their core, you know, their their core audience, which is tequila drinkers. Right. And if that's the case. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, Jim, you're probably going to agree with me. And I didn't want to do this. Okay, this is against my better. He name. almost left the sign on the other table and just didn't yeah. bring it with him. <laughs> but I'm going to have to go. Brand of Promise nominee in this Reposado category. I think it's the legit. Um, I, it, it is the higher, it is the higher line of Coralejo. Uh, it, it, even though Coralejo has nationwide, probably global distribution, uh, Los Arangos probably won't, won't be far behind. From what I know of Infinium, uh, Infinium used to import Casanoble when, when it, in its heyday. And that was before Casanoble was picked up by, um, uh, by somebody else. But so it, I think this brand has taken over uh, where Casanova left, left off. And I think Infinium has some um, some stringent, uh, you know, in order to be picked up by them, they have some stringent guidelines. I know that yeah. Pernod Ricard has the same type of stringent uh, uh, guidelines. They won't invest in a brand it, you know, if they're taking shortcuts, which is, and I, and I believe that because I, I've been told that before by other people who have, um, who have, uh, done business with Pernod. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this entire line is probably worth the money that they're asking for. I, I would agree with that. What, what do we have for total wine? Is Because I can give you MSRP, but what have we got for total wine on the, um, 44. 449 for the Blanco, 58 for the Reposado, and 66 for the uh, Añejo. Now, see, the way they have it here on the, in the press release is 45.99 for the Blanco, 50 bucks for the Repo, and 62 for the Añejo. So, but those are MSRP. Those are suggested retail prices, and everybody knows that you know these guys set their own pricing. Uh, here's what I will tell you. Also, according to their press release, they are saying that this is they are. Cooked in adobe ovens, which I know that are available on, cor in the, co on the Corralejo um, uh, uh, grounds for 36 hours. And they are fermented using specially formulated yeast that helps enhance the fruity and herbal notes. And Los Arango is double column distilled. They are also, they claim to be using aged in American oak barrels. Uh, I would, I, 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 I wish the they were barrels. Would. Definitely there. That that yeah. is that is that is absolutely true. But I'm thinking that they're using Scotch barrels, and they're just not telling people because that añejo really, really reacts like a Scotch. Yeah, um, I loved it. 
what can I say? Uh, it passed our gauntlet. I, I think that, that if they continue to make tequila in this way, everybody's going to, every, every, it's got a tequila for all seasons. Yep, uh, I agree. But, you know, you guys be the judge. If you've had this tequila before and you're watching us on, on, on YouTube, you know, leave us a comment, write us an email, uh, you know, don't forget to, to subscribe to our, uh, e to the, to the email list, which is our newsletter, um, the, the YouTube channel and anywhere where you download your podcasts, because you will also listen to us on Spotify and iTunes and everywhere else. Uh, but that's our take on Los Arango. It's a, it's a hell of a line and, and it's, it's gonna, it, like I said, I didn't want to like it, but I did. Yeah. So there it there is. There we go. And so that's our take. I'm Mike Morales here in San Antonio. That gentleman out there is Jim Johnston in Youngstown, Ohio. You've been watching and listening to Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media on all of our channels. Please subscribe. Please follow us on all of our social media. But whatever you do, tomar sabiamente. Sip wisely. <laughs>